This is Shan Wu. Welcome to the Life and Home podcast, season three. And this is Johanna Landgren. This season, we explore the many ways men view and experience home. We'll be having authentic conversations with men from all walks of life and all corners of the globe, delving into their unique stories and perspectives on what home means for, to them. From cultural differences to personal histories, we'll uncover the intricacies of how they create a sense of belonging in their own spaces. Ultimately, our hope is that these conversations will empower you to reconnect with the meaning of home and inspire you to fall in love with yourself through the mirror of your own home. So sit back, relax, and join us as we journey around the world to discover what makes a space a home. Today we have a very special guest, Matthew Divine, who is based in Canada and with 18 years in human resources and change management, and now he's working as an executive leadership coach Welcome, Matthew. Hi there. How are you doing, Chen? Very good. I'm so excited about today's episode. Me too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, as you say, I live in Toronto, Canada. I've lived in the city for almost 20 years. I actually grew up north of Toronto. Um, but the last seven years, I've been living in a condo tower right downtown. So I get a chance to look out over the CN Tower, which is our, our big monument in the city. But I love the city. I love being down here. Uh, I cycle around the city regularly. I'm fascinated by urban design and planning. I'm always following up what's going on in the cities. Uh, I'm married. Uh, my wife and I live here together. No children, just the two of us. But I do have a family that lives north of the city. Read lots of books. Photography is a, good, is a big hobby of mine um, outside of work, such as it is. I actually just started an improv class as well. So a bunch of stuff going on. Wow, that's, that's a fascinating, it's an exciting lifestyle you have. Well, today we're going to focus on your life at home. And the first question is, what is home means to you? This is such an interesting question. You know, because for me, the idea of home has evolved over time. I think of home as almost falling into sort of three main periods in my life. Some of these are probably going to be somewhat familiar to to your listeners, but I guess the first period would be you know, when I was growing up with my family. My parents live in the same house that I grew up in. They've been there for almost, for over 45 years now. The house is actually old by Canadian standards. It was built in 1873, so an older house. A lot of creaky floorboards, you know, weird angles, uh, a lot of history in the, in the house that this was a place of both safety, I could always rely on. In fact, I could still rely on it. If I wanted to go visit them, they're still in the same house. So there is a, an aspect of stability in that place. Yet, as I was growing up, feeling, feeling like the need to assert my independence and figure out my own path. And so when I had the opportunity to go off to university, I chose to go to a school outside of town. So I had to move away and then then started sort of this next period of exploration where my first home away from home was at a student residence on campus and it was this huge brutalist building 
concrete structure, uh, who's had the reputation of being riot proof uh, at the time amongst the students. And it, it lived up to its reputation as being this fortress of a place. But I, I loved it. I loved it. It, it could have served as a, a backdrop for some dystopian uh, story, but it was great. You know, just having a chance to have real independence where I didn't have to check in with anyone. I could do my own thing. Um, and then this period, then I lived in a number of places as for the next several years. And this period was about me trying to find out what does home really mean? What do I want out of home? And I was picking different places. All of them sort of had interesting architectural quirks to them and novelty. Uh, and I deliberately chose that because I, I was seeking something that was a symbol of my independence and, you know, both literally and aspirationally. But then my current understanding of home has come after all these years and it represents the idea of connection. I moved in with the, the woman who would later become my wife. The idea of home was a response and expression of our partnership. Uh, we've lived in four places together and each place has been a an opportunity for us to bring our relationship closer um, and understand how we can collaborate and compromise, but compromise in a good way, not like giving up on something, but how do we, you know, blend to in, in our place to create uh, a good environment for our relationship. You know, I feel like that's what home represents to us right now is this place of connection. That's what home means to me. What was the most uh, loved memory of home to you? You know, I could, you know, there, it, there are so many memories. Like I was thinking back through all these different phases and what would I even pull on for, you know, a favorite memory. But I'm going to pick one. I'm going to pick one relatively recent, the last couple of years. This would be December 31st, 2019, New Year's Eve. So we're just on the verge of going into the year 2020. My wife and I were celebrating New Year's. We had decided we were ordered takeout, we decided to watch just a silly action movie, just have a lot of fun together. And we watched this movie, a lot of laughing. Then it came time to ring in the new year. We went out on the balcony and uh, we could hear the, sum, the, the hum of the city the, as everyone started celebrating. So when you live right downtown, as we do, and you're on the 18 floors in our tower looking out over the city, you can hear the noise of the city all around you. And when New Year's happens, the CN Tower lights up. They have a, a special light show they do. But you can hear people out on their balcony clanging pots and pans or yelling and celebrating. You know, people are honking their horns in the streets below. It was just a, a between us having this fun time in the evening, you know, watching the movie and just being with each other and going out and watching the, the night, we just had a, an absolutely lovely time. Stood out as a moment of happiness, frivolity and silliness. Um, but it was, I pull it out because it stood in somewhat in stark contrast to the fact that in 2020, we ended up going into lockdown, which almost completely changed the energy altogether of the city. Um, but at that moment, at that moment, it was, mm bright, cheerful, exciting, and, you know, the best of what home represents to us. I can really have a picture of you two smiling <laughs> and looking at the fireworks and wow. It's a vibrant place when, when people are allowed to, to celebrate. You know, 
nice little bit of champagne into glasses out on the balcony. Our balcony looks directly out over over the CN Tower and over the city, so we can see all the lights in the towers as well, um, which is somewhat magical in itself. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to describe that kind of the sparkling that happens in a city unless you're actually there seeing it. How did the sparkle go during the pandemic? During the pandemic, it, it, it changed. And I think the, the light was still there. The light was still uh, something that existed, but the actual energy, the sounds of the city really changed. So you could go out on the balcony during lockdown and the city would be quiet. The kind of energy that you might get, you know, after a sports game, like if the Toronto Maple Leafs got out and they were celebrating um, a win, you'd hear it out in the streets or when the Raptors win, you know, there'd be celebrations or even just, you know, if there was a concert in the neighborhood, you'd hear people going to that or coming out from it. But during the pandemic, it was quiet. You know, I think many of us, those of us who've lived in cities would, would experience the same thing, this sort of haunting um, stillness. Uh, almost as though the towers themselves were looming in on us. Um, and visually, it was like the difference between looking at a photograph versus being in a place that actually has movement and sound. That's what it felt like. Yeah, just as through your words, I can immediately feel the emptiness. It was the, the view of home completely changed or mm -hmm. you from your home is completely changed. Outside in, they're all changed. What is the difference to you about your meaning of home? During this period? Yeah, during this period, yeah. when everything changed. That's a, an absolutely excellent question. I think for me, what home represented went from being a place of connection to a place of safety. And yeah, my wife and I, we had many conversations about what we needed to do to feel safe in our time together, be protected from, from whatever the threat was we were experiencing at the time. So we deliberately set up new rituals. We reorganized how we lived in the space. Uh, she set up a desk, obviously, to do her work. I already had my desk, so we were able to configure our place that way. But the, the main thing that we wanted to make sure was that we maintained an environment where uh, our connection uh, was healthy and maintained, because we realized very early on that we became our own social <laughs> safety network, you mm -hmm. know, that we were the, each other's primary person and we didn't want our whole place of home to be uh, under threat any more than it was already. Like we wanted to make sure that we were together and that we were going to be safe together in that. So some of the things that we would do differently, I'm really good at managing time and managing my own schedule and so forth. So I made sure that, you know, we were keeping to a ritual of activities. So, you know, trying to get to bed at a regular time, trying to eat our meals at regular times, you know, uh, completing chores during certain on certain days or in certain ways and uh, we would you know that really helped us um, ensure that we're not sliding into lethargy or sliding into uh, I don't know a place of despair um, but rather keep us functioning keep us you know in a sense keep the lights on for our home but also keep the lights on for ourselves so that we felt like if nothing else we've got each other and things are working and we've got a good 
good thing to keep ourselves feeling safe and connected. Um, the real point of all this was to um, strengthen the relationship. And uh, I think if you were to ask her, I definitely say the same, which is our relationship actually grew and became stronger during this period. And it was because of the effort we put into making sure that we were connecting with each other in this space together. Yeah, they sound really warm. What you have spending this time during pandemic was make sure everything is balanced. Balanced mm -hmm. space, balanced in relationship, balanced in connection within between you and with outside world. With all the pride and joy in your home, what um, tips and ideas you would like to share with our audience today? When it comes to tips and ideas, I'm somebody who has really enjoyed light, like using light to enhance a space, enhance a mood, to create a atmosphere. You know, when I look out at the city, um, you know, if, for instance, if we have guests over, we'll make sure all the blinds are pulled up, we've got floor to ceiling windows, so that people can look out at the, the city lights around us. But we make a, I've made a point of making sure that I have chosen the lights within the place to create certain atmosphere. So I like to, for instance, create a quiet space in the evenings. I am somebody who enjoys, you know, calming down, you know, having a, a more intimate sort of energy. And that means warmer lights and uh, using warmer bulbs to do that. Um, but I also create different experiences for different parts of the house. So for example, in our, our utility room, uh, I've used a, a much cooler light bulb. So uh, there's more blue in it. So it's a more of a white light. Uh, but I use that to create this sort of energy of alertness and you know i'm here in the utility room to do an activity so it's bright and clear and you know that creates a particular energy for me to use in that space but then throughout the day and e and into the evening using certain lights to indicate we are at a certain time of the day a certain mood as a way of deliberately for the two of us you know quieting us down connecting us together calming the day down so that when it's time to go to bed we're ready for that as well and that certain lights are used for certain things at certain times so for me using light is really important to creating that kind of energy um, really thinking about how to stage the lights so that at each time of the day we can calm down and be better connected let a divine in say <laughs> or find a divine way that is your way isn't it and and i also think as a photographer um you also work a lot with light mm -hmm. bringing mm -hmm. that understanding of light um, merged with a living and creating connection again you are also speaking about creating balance at home if your home was speak about who you are to our audience, what would the home say about you? Oh, that's a really good question. I try to picture what would somebody experience if they walked into the front door of our place? What would they see? I would say our home reflects an intentionality. This like deliberateness to the what we're trying to create it's sort of an emphasis on function over form the obviously we want to live in a place that looks nice and is comfortable 
But the idea is that home serves a purpose. And the purpose is more than just simply a space to live in. Like for us, it's about creating a space that allows for structure, safety, and ultimately to allow for us to feel connected together. That's all the decisions that have been made around where we put things, how we decorate things have been done in such a way to emphasize how can we feel good together? How can we relax in this place and feel safe? and connected. And I think in my own life, you know, like I'm, you know, I focus on, you know, functionality as well. I deliberately focus on, you know, self-improvement and, you know, things done deliberately to improve specific areas of my life. And I think that gets exhibited in my house when you look at the choices that we've made about how we decorate it and how we, how we even move in the space is very deliberate. Yeah. So I would say the mirror is one of intentionality. Definitely. I think your home is also intentionally says connection is important. Mm-hmm. Is important. Mm-hmm. Be here at this moment together is important. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you, Matthew, for yeah. insightful episodes. Thank you for having me on the show and having a chance to share my experience of living in the city and living in this space. Thank you, Matthew. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And see you next time.